Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and today is the eighth wonder of the world. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Okay, so what do I mean, the eighth wonder of the world? When I mention investing to some people, their initial reaction is, hey, it's not for me. I'm not an investor. I'm not rich enough. I'm not having any money. It's not my kind of thing. I don't understand it. One of the things you've got to bear in mind is with the advent of the workplace pension, automatically overnight, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, and now millions of people um, became investors. Because investing is when you put your own money at risk. So you put it out into the market at risk for the potential reward or gain in the future. And you do so following an evidence-based process. There's some kind of meaning behind it. And the, the key bit behind that is there's some kind of meaning or evidence-based process behind it that in the past has shown that it has given a reward. And that's important because that then compares to speculating which is really when you would just buy something like cryptocurrency. Um, and I don't need to belittle cryptocurrency. I actually have clients who've made a lot of money, tens of thousands, might even be hundreds of thousands in cryptocurrency, but it wasn't intentional. It's almost by accident um, that they made this money. Um, so there's no predictability of the return. Um, when you buy an investment, let's say, for example, an equity, a share, you're buying a slice, a ownership of a company. So it's really important you understand that investing is not speculating. Um, and, um, you know, it's important that you buy into the fact that there's a predictable over time revenue stream that you're owning. Um, the eighth one of the world was a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, um, the eighth uh, compound growth is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. And compound growth is the uh, return you receive on your investment over time. So let me give you an example. If you put a hundred pounds into an investment and it grew by 10%, your investment grow to 110 pounds. Okay. And then in year two, your investment would grow to 121 pounds, not 120. And that's because your 10% growth is now based on the new 110 pounds, as opposed to the original 100 pounds. And this is how the rich get richer, okay? You're growing your wealth. So let me have another example. If you well, extrapolate this example. If you've got a hundred pounds uh, invested and it grows by 10%, it grows to 110. And then in year two, rather than going to 120, it goes to 121. Now, after 10 years, that same 100 pounds is now worth 259 pounds, only from 100 pounds. And after 30 years, that same 100 pounds is now worth 1,745 pounds, all from the original 100 pounds. And you know, from small acorns grow strong oak trees. This is the power of compound growth, which is the result of proper investing. 
go proper investing. Now, the most, I want to say famous, most well-known investor, um, particularly in the public domain, probably is a guy called Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is a 90-year-old, what we refer to as sage investor out of a place called Omaha, Nebraska, which, forgive me if you're from Omaha, Nebraska, I've been there. There isn't much going on there, really isn't. Um, and Warren uh, has been invested since he was about 13 years old, when I think when he bought his first penny stock. Um, now, today, he is worth an estimated $71.5 billion, that's with a B, um, give or take a few quid for market movements. So he is literally one of the wealthiest people in the world, and he has created his wealth through investing. So he's not inherited anything. He runs an investment company, so he's not really set up a company and sold it. He's only got his own hard-earned money, he invested it into the markets. At a young age, he then set up what you call partnerships. So he gathered family money and he managed that. Um, and one of the companies he bought was a mill, uh, which was called Berkshire Hathaway. Um, and that was probably his least successful investment. It was about to go bust. And rather than allow it to go bust, in essence, he converted it into an investment company, uh, which is listed on the stock exchange. And now you can buy shares in Berkshire Hathaway. And I am a shareholder of Berkshire Hathaway, have been for a long time, 20 years, I think. Um, now, he is worth 71 and a half billion pounds. But if he had stopped investing age 60, bear in mind he's 90 now, he'd be worth only 3.3 billion. And what's the difference? The difference is basically compound growth. You know, if he'd have stopped age 60, he'd be worth about 5% of his current net worth. Now, he's made 95% of his net worth in the last 30 years. But he'd been going prior to that at least 30 years, a lot more than 30 years, really. He started around about 13, but even if you started at, say, 20, seriously investing, um, that would have been 40 years. So he made 95% of his money in the last period as opposed to the earlier period. And people say that the you can't get the returns now, it's all different now, you know, computers taking over, that kind of thing it's not really any of those things it's just compound growth now when he gets a return on his money he's getting a return on a larger chunk of money now the downside about compound growth is it's it's a slow burn you know when you start with a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds or whatever you might do and you get a five percent return you look and you look at it as pounds and you think oh wow i've got up five pounds i've got up 50 pounds there's not much Oh, that's not really good. Maybe I should go do something different. And that's why people do more high-risk investments when they start off because they want a greater return. But really, all you need is patience. You need patience and time. And the thing is with successful investing is it's boring. And I say to my clients, you know, our portfolios will deliver you the returns over time, but you may find them boring. And you are the biggest risk to your portfolio because you may want to dabble or change and play about with it. Whereas in reality, what you should do is just allow it to do its thing. Um, and there's a thing called the rule of 72. And the rule of 72 basically says it will tell you how long at a particular growth rate it will take you to double your money. So in extreme, if you've got money in the bank account, for example, and you use the rule of 72 and the bank account's paying you 1% growth, it's going to take you 72 years to double your money. 
Whereas if we look at a global index fund, which is basically a fund that buys all the top companies all around the world, we're not trying to say we know anything better. We just want to buy all of the companies all around the world. We don't know whether England's going to do better than um, America or whether Australia is going to outperform China. We just want a bit of everything. Um, that's returned a bit over 8% return a year. So now you're looking to double your money every nine years. So from 72 years to nine years. Now, I know if you're a seasoned investor, these are not similar investments and we shouldn't compare unsimilar investments. But really what I'm trying to do is give you the uh, comparison to say you, these products are available out there. They are delivering these returns, but you have to have patience on your side. It's no point in being um, uh, trying to second guess the return. You just need patience on your side. And, you know, whether you're investing through your workplace pension, which would be a perfect place to take advantage of this, okay, or whether it's an ISA or, or whatever you might do, whether you're saving for your retirement, you help your children through university, or whether you're saving for potentially long-term care fees, you know, compound growth, receiving growth on growth really can make a difference, really can help you um, achieve these things. So, you know, you don't need um, secret insight you don't need a, there's no secret source um, the secret source is time and patience and really taking action so if you haven't started investing yet you know get hold of the money plan I, I go back to the money plan but virtually the whole book is now available on my website but if you can afford the book go and buy the book it's not expensive um, you get it on Amazon or get it from my own website it varies whichever is cheapest because Amazon have um, deals on but it takes you through the five steps. Now, investing is the fifth step. But the reason I tell you to get the book is I want you to make sure you cover the first four steps before you go investing. Um, because it is really important that you build a strong financial house on solid foundations. But compound growth. Eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Um, and um, you know, receiving growth on growth over time is a way that anybody with a little bit of capital is able to create financial security and financial independence um, and keeping your costs down and keeping yourself in the market and keeping your taxes down is a fantastic way of doing it. So um, five things you may not know about compound growth. Okay, so first of all, anybody can benefit from compound growth. You do not need a PhD or a master's degree. You do not need to be a certified financial planner, chartered financial planner. You don't even need to be regulated. You know, anybody can benefit from compound growth. What you need is patience and you need time. Um, you need to buy and you need to hold. Okay, so anyone can do that. Second thing is compound growth is a double-edged sword. Just like Albert Einstein said, you know, you will benefit from it over time by just holding those investments and being patient in the market. However, if you have debt, it's going to pull you down. So you need to pay that debt off first. And this is why I referred you back to the money plan because the repaying the debt is step four. Okay, so investing is step five. Repaying debt is step four. Um, I've never done it in reverse order. Step three is uh, your foundations. Step two is getting financially well organized. And then step one is knowing what your outcome is. And that's one of the questions I always ask people. You know, why are you investing? 
why what's your outcome what are you trying to achieve because if we don't know what your outcome is how are we ever going to achieve it okay uh step three on uh compound growth is time is your friend you know when you're investing time is your friend and with compound growth the more time you have the better you will be the best time to start investing was yesterday second best time is today okay so make sure you take advantage of it don't wait for any particular time you know, I was reading a book in uh, the States when I decided, right, I'm going to decide. That's it. Desire. Cut off all their options. I'm going to invest and I'm going to do it strategically. I wrote myself what we call an investment policy statement. So I had some rules. Uh, maybe we'll cover that one day um, so you know what it is. But hey, don't let that put you off. Wait until you get an IPS, an investment policy statement. Just do it now. Uh, step four. Freeing yourself from compound growth and uh, compound interest and debt is so important. If you have a credit card and your credit card debt is 14% a year and you overpay by just £10 a month, you could potentially saving about £2,600 of interest over that time. You know, it's really important that you um, pay down your debts before you start investing. So one of the things we say in the money plan is get yourself unsecured debt free secure a, a basket a, an emergency fund um about three percent uh, sorry three times to six times your expenditure and then start investing um so make sure you do that what we don't do is suggest you um cancel any contributions to a pension scheme so if your company which most companies do virtually all companies will pay into your workplace pension you always do that because that's free money that's free money every day so do that first make sure you're in that um thousand pounds emergency reserve pay down your unsecured debt and then build your emergency reserve up to three to six times your expenses um, and then simultaneously pay down your long-term debt like your mortgage and invest at the same time um, because they'll both go in your favor and then number five just to give people some kind of indication of what this is like if you saved or invested 50 pounds a month over a 25 year period um, at a nine percent return a year you'd have saved about 15 one five thousand pounds um, but you'll have about £56,000, okay? So you'd have put away £15,000, but you'd have, at the end of that 25-year period, £56,000. And the difference, the 40-odd-thousand pounds difference, 41,000-pounds difference, is what I refer to as Einstein money. Going back to the eighth wonder of the world, that is Einstein money. It's free money, okay? And that's the reason why we want you to start investing today because you will not see the rewards for a long time, okay? And this is the patience. This is the reward of the wealthy, okay? This is why the rich get richer because if you have a rich family, they have been able to pass down to you the knowledge and the experience of saying, hey, son, you start saving and investing now. You just It's just a habit. It's what you do, okay? Uh, Richest Man in Babylon was a book I read decades ago and said, save 10% of your income. And ever since I read that book, I've always saved. I've not always saved 10%, um, particularly in the early days. But since then, I've always saved at least 10% of my income because you. this is how you will create your financial independence. Okay, there is no other way of doing it um, unless you're going to inherit it or win it on the lottery. And I would say investing is more guaranteed than that. Okay, so that's enough on compound growth. Uh, eighth wonder of the world, he who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Make sure you start today, even if you start little, 
um, and start putting the money away so we start growing those small acorns into big, strong oak trees. So uh, a couple of bits in the news this week. Uh, the Office of National Statistics came out and said that the number of divorces against, uh, with opposite-sex couples in 2018 was 90,000 compared to over 107,000 in 2019, an increase of almost 20%, 18.5%. And that is the highest percentage increase in 50 years. Okay, so now bear in mind, this is in 2019. We're in 2020 now. And in March this year, we had the pandemic and lockdown really hit the UK. Um, and lots of people were spending time at home. It will be really interesting to see what the 2020 figures are like as well. Um, and I think a couple of weeks ago, we covered um, pensions and divorce as well and how pensions are taken into consideration when people get divorced. Uh, second thing in the news was um, HMRC, sorry, HM Courts and Tribunal Service. So basically the people who deal with probate um, in the UK. Uh, there are now 25, sorry, 29,000 probate applications in the system, an increase on 5,000 since last March. Okay, so what? We're now December, so, sorry, um, November. So we're now, you know, five, seven, eight months away since then. Um, and they're getting through between four and 5,000 pounds, four and 5,000 applications each week. Um, but it's taking about five to six weeks to process the, uh, the applications. Um, it's not surprising due to COVID, but the um, backlog did start um, back in 2019. So, um, you know, they don't have enough people to process it, process the, the probate. Probate's the legal um, verification of what you do with an estate when someone dies. It's something that if your estate's over a certain level, I think it's about £5,000, you need to get probate on in most instances. Okay, a couple of questions in from the re listeners, readers this week. Um, I'd like to make a large pension contribution. How much can I contribute to my pension? Okay, so you can contribute individually. You can contribute 100% of your earnings subject to your pension annual allowance, which typically is £40,000, but that is reduced for people who earn high levels of income. Okay, and what you haven't used in the current year, okay, you can, sorry, what you haven't used in a year, you can use in previous years. So I won't explain that well, sorry. So it's up to £40,000 in the, this year, plus your unused allowance from the previous three years as well. So um, potentially, as long as you had a pension scheme in place, it's the four years, the current year, plus the three previous three years, so it's £160,000, assuming you earn that level of income. So um, yeah, it's pretty decent, pretty pretty high levels you can make there. And pensions are really good tax-efficient places to put your money. Um, income tax, capital gains tax, and inheritance tax, they all sort of tick all those boxes. Um, Question in from a reader, really close to my heart. I want to invest, but I don't want to contribute to damaging the environment. Is this possible? Yes, oh yes, absolutely. Um, you can invest in socially responsible funds. So there are basically three categories of these funds out there. There are SRI, socially responsible investing funds, ESG, environmental sustainable governance funds, and impact funds, uh, which supposed to give a, uh, do a, positive impact to the environment. So there's three three types out there. Um, my, they all they all do a similar thing. They all do a similar thing. Um, SRI, social responsible funds, are more value-based. So they're more on the basis like, um, I don't want to pollute the environment or I don't want to uh, 
uh, invest in tobacco. I don't want to invest in child labor. I don't want to invest in arms, that kind of thing. Whereas ESG is environmental, sustainable, and governance. So you're looking at companies that meet these criteria so they're not polluting the environment. Uh, they've got strong government governance policies, um, and they treat their work as well. Uh, and it's like a sustainable business model. Um, that's the type that I look at, the SG. Um, and on Lexo, although they're not on there, you can actually invest via ESG funds. So if you did want to do that, you just choose the portfolio, but let us know. And then we will let you know what the ESG um, version of that is. It's no problem at all. Uh, so Lexington is a, my financial planning firm, is an ESG or a socially responsible investment firm. So all our portfolios that we recommend to our clients now are um, have that filter. Okay, so Smarter Spender this week. Um, so remember, Smarter Spender came about from me working with Idelo. Idelo is the price comparison website that I've used for a long, long, long time now um, and my family use. You basically put on there what information or what product you want to buy. It goes off into the internet, finds the best price for you. But that's great. But what I really like about it is you can put price alerts in as well. So if you think, well, actually, you know what? I don't want to pay that. That's a lot of money. I want to pay a lesser amount than that. Put a price alert in and then it will fling, uh, flag up, ping, and let you know when your item hits that price. And you can then decide whether you still want it. Um, so ideally, give us some idea of what's going cheap this week compared to other weeks. Um, and it, this week, you've got barbecues down 14% on uh, last week and also tracksuits down 20% on last week. So it just shows that the you know, things fluctuate in price. We just sort of look at it and think, oh, that's what the price is. But if you want to really get ahead financially, one of the things you can do is reduce your cash outflows. There's only three things you can do to succeed financially. Increase your cash inflows, reduce your cash outflows, and improve your investment returns. Okay, so increase your cash inflows, You know, sell stuff on the side, do a second job, maximize your income you're getting from your employer. Reduce your cash outflows, spend less. Now, I'm not all about living on a breadline. I, I enjoy spending money, I enjoy buying things, but I always ensure I get the best price for them. And Im improve your investment returns is what we talk about, You know, just trying to get a good, sensible, diversified portfolio. Um, ideally, I think people will be buying stuff around the uh, um, action cams and um, drones this week because of the advent of Christmas coming up. And um, yeah, I, I can see that. I, you know, drones, they're saying you can get this time of year about £398 cheaper than the most expensive time of the year. So um, yeah, it's definitely worth going on to Idealo, checking out, and they give you the history as well. So it's, it's great service, great service. Um, and also, you know, some big Christmas ticket items coming up. Um, electronic soft toy got a go flamingo i have no idea what that is uh lego super mario adventures uh with mario starter course uh peppa's clever car i used to love peppa pig my kids are into that um monopoly for sore losers we know someone very close to our heart who could do with that game and then uh, star wars the mandalorian the child yoga so uh, i used to like yoda a lot that was really really good um so hey look there's so much available um go on to idealo does a good good search and uh, see what you can get hey thanks so much for watching thanks so much for listening and sending in your comments it is appreciated it's very good to hear from you and it's nice to know that it's adding so much value to so many of you out there um, if you have any questions let me know and until next time stay safe and enjoy the festive celebrations take care